It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
money I see. Yeah. Clothes that I buy, ice that I wear, clothes that I try. Close your eyes, picture me rolling, sixes, money falling, bitches, honeys and swollen, the riches not getting ya. Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator, my style greater, model data, big threat to a lot of you haters, commentators ringside try watching my paper, Watch almost this. a decade, quite impressive. Most of the best is in the essence, but it's rap shit that I stand for, expanding more to the big screen. records films these things matter mom and dad welcome everybody to the tuesday show hello everybody hello everybody peace you guys uh that of course was my parents uh i spent a little bit more time with them instead of going home and i'm really glad i did it has been a very intense weekend i'll share more of that with you as uh as i'm able to even though i did just do a little interview with my parents for the patreon that's I love, you know what I love is having my parents drink some wine and then just ask them, ask them questions. By the way, my mom's like fiddling with saran wrap right now. It's really, I think, I don't, I don't have the heart to tell her it's causing distractions for the sound quality. Anywho, uh, this is going to be an episode that I recorded last week, but I am so excited for you guys to hear this because there are accounts that I love and there's a new one. I mean, it's not new. It's been here for a while, but it, it really brings me a lot of joy looking at it, looking at it. It's called Real Housewives Smoking and you guessed it. It's about Real Housewives Smoking and it's curated by my new friend, Julia Caracillo. I'm so bad at pronouncing the last names of guests. You guys know that of me. So you're going to hear me trip up on that again when uh, when we start the interview. One story, we're going to get into all the entertainment stories on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all of that good jazz. By the way, tomorrow I have an interview tomorrow that I am so excited for, so nervous for. I am going to, f- guys, I'm so excited for you to hear it. Anywho, I know there's a lot of pop culture that I can't really dig into right now because I'm trying to go out and spend some time with my folks before I drive all the way back. And um, so here's the thing. Here's what we got to tell you right now is uh, I want to complain about Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott. Kylie Jenner especially. Listen, I need you guys to explain this to me. Kylie Jenner on these Instagram posts, she posted this Instagram, you guys. And I know you're like, Ryan, you're a grown adult. Why are you even on Kylie Jenner's Instagram? I don't know. That's something for my therapist. You don't need to worry about it. But 
What I will say is that she posted this Instagram. It's black and white. It's got her Bentley in the background. And there's two private jets, one on Travis Scott's side and one on Kylie's side. And she says, you want to take mine or yours? And I think this is the most idiotic post I've ever seen in my life. Not only does it make me feel like an old man, because I'm like, in my day, we took Southwest Airlines and they would give me a bag of peanuts and I would get a Diet Coke. But it's also like, how fucking dumb do you have to be? Like, this is the kind of shit, like, why are we bragging about this sort of wealth? Also, like, you want to take mine and yours? Why don't we take one of them? Like, I bet you numb nuts will take both of them and just put more CO2 carbon emission. By the way, global uh, global warming doesn't exist, so we don't have to worry. But Kylie Jenner today, or was it this weekend, took a five-minute plane ride, a jet ride from... It's like a jet ride from Burbank to Calabasas or some shit. And it's like, guys, there's cars for that. You guys have million-dollar cars. Let's take one of those. But are you with me on this, or am I just completely old fuddy-duddy? Like, I, and, and, and who is this cool for? Because I think if you're the, over the age of 30, like, these things got start getting less and less cool. Like, one private jet, sure. But you're just like, which, which private jet you want to take? I don't know, man. <laughs> people are just trying to pay their bills, dude. Like, I don't know. I love, it's like, this is so dark. Like, who's this cool for? Like eight year olds? Who, who is this? Ask, is this like 12 year olds going, Oh my God, I hope I date a rapper one day. And we both have dueling jet planes. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 am I sorry? Am, am, am I, am I just completely like an old fuddy duddy? I know I am, but like, am I completely just bah humbug? that I should just be thinking this is the cutest thing ever. Like, and also who's taking the black and white photo here? Who's, could you get me and want me and uh, Travis in one? Could you do a goofy one between uh, our private jets? Like who's taking this shot? Like, is anybody like, Hey, you know what, Kylie, just real quick. Can we just get a shot of you guys? This might actually seem a little like asshole-ery of both of you. Like, and do you notice how Travis never looks into the camera frame? He always looks like secondhand embarrassed every time he shoots with Kylie. It's so bizarre. I mean, he'll still look better than Tristan Thompson, whatever day of the week. Who You know, who knows? Also, I was thinking more about the Ben Affleck, J-Lo marriage. They are going strong, you guys. It's been two days right now. And that's, I mean, they didn't even say they'd make it past one. So this is huge. But I read you guys the entire caption the other day. And I kept thinking about that because they made a point in the J-Lo caption where she said, she, it was so beautiful. She said, we wrote, we, we waited with three other couples and she pointed out that one was a gay couple and they just, you know, and I thought it was really nice to include that because they, you know, the, the inclusive thing that we're all wanting these rights to be recognized for our love and, and the union. But at the same time, if you're one of these couples, what do you do? Like it's your special day, right? And then all of a sudden JLo and Ben Affleck walk in Think of it like you're a huge fan of Argo or maybe your spouse is a huge fan of Made to Honor. And, it, you know, what do you, what do you do? Are you like, oh, shit, I picked the wrong day. Like now it's now it's their day. Like my day will always be Ben Affleck. Like do you do, like it does Ben Affleck like talk to the guys I'm like you guys nervous? I've done it before. Don't worry, man. You guys can do this. Like what? I want to know. I want a full documentary about that moment of them showing up. Because they said, oh, yeah, they stayed up late for us. Did you pay extra for that? And then I was thinking, if they were them, wouldn't you just do a solid and pay for everybody's marriage that day? Of Like, you know what? We'd love. And by the way, if you are getting married that day and they offer to pay for your marriage, do you go, no, we'll pay for our own wedding because we don't want to be in the pocket 
of big J-Lo Affleck, like big pharma. You know what I'm saying? Do you go, do you splurt? You say, no, you know what? I appreciate that. Then also, do they, do they exchange information? Like they're going to be tied to this date and together for the rest of their lives. So like from here on out, do these three couples celebrate with Benefer forever? Like that's the kind of stuff that that's the kind of stuff that I'm thinking about. Like I'm happy for their union, but I'm more thinking about the minutia of how everything is working. You know, do they give autographs to these? Anyways, that's where my weird mind goes. But you guys, this is just a purely fun, amazing interview with somebody that loves these shows as much as we do and has created an account that I think is pure joy to look at, even though it involves something uh, that people call filthy smoking. You know, we've all done it. Don't worry. And I'm not, I, I want to make this point too, because I know I primarily have a five-year-old audience. Uh, we do not smoke. Smoking is not cool. Do not smoke. Do not pick it up. You're never going to look cool. And that is a so bad it's good promise, even though I think I kind of did look cool when I did. So anyways, you guys, without further ado, here she is, the owner and operator and curator of my favorite new account, uh, Real Housewives Smoking, and here she is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to So Bad It's Good. Uh, today, I, I'm really excited because I, I love highlighting accounts that make me happy, and it's kind of, I guess, dark that this how this account makes me happy. Somebody sent, somebody tagged me in this account like a couple of weeks ago, and I was just so... I was so enthralled by it, and I think you guys will too. I, these little things that we can decipher or learn from our favorite housewives or our least favorite housewives and what they do with their bodies, their drinking, eating, smoking, I find it all really fascinating. So there's this account I want you guys to check out. You guys might already all know about this, uh, but on Instagram, it's called Real Housewives Smoking, and it truly is about Real Housewives Smoking. So you're going to find Ramona Singer vaping. You're going to see Lisa Rinna smoking. You're going to see, I mean, who seems to be killing it with smoking is Dorit Kemsley. Um, all of these things, which I want to talk about. Plus, I know she is a huge fan of reality shows like we are. So we're going to get into all of that. But I think these accounts really need to be celebrated and kind of highlighted as much as possible. Uh, she wrote this great uh, piece on it, uh, which is pinned to the top of the profile for Gawker, which kind of explains everything as well of what she's doing here. But her name is Julia Curacio, Curacillo, damn it. See, you know, it's a, in my Curacillo, Julia Curacillo, Curacillo, Curacillo. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. this is great, you guys. It's already started amazing. Julia, thank you so you much it. for being here. Thank you for having me. I so, so appreciate this. And let me just first start this off with saying, this is not a watchdog account. A lot of people lately seem to be acting like I'm trying to call these women out negatively. I just want everyone to know. I don't see that at all. What are you talking about? Listen, I've been getting some haters and that's to be expected. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, just to let everybody know, it's, it's really, there's not anything really truly deeper than that is. You are taking photographs of real housewives, whether it be uh, paparazzi shots or actually in the scenes itself mm -hmm. and just putting them into one handy account where we can all flip through them. You're so right. It's like a scrapbook of like the finest moments, in my opinion, of the real yes. I mean, by the way, yeah. and there are, I, I mean, I really, I hate to use the word celebration when it comes to smoking, but to me, it's a celebration because, I mean, you even highlight yeah. to, to me one of the the biggest, I mean, one of the first, I think, is Real Housewives of Beverly uh, Beverly Hills, Allison Dubois, 
the psychic medium with, I mean, she was way ahead of her time in terms of vaping. Completely. Uh, She's a true pioneer. I mean. Absolutely. I mean, she was trailblazing for the rest of us. And I note in my Gawker article, so like, I'm not trying to like go into the act or anything. I'm just saying that she smoked the kind of cigarette, e-cigarette that looked like a real cigarette or was trying to, you know, it's not like your standard posh Mr. Fogg sort of scenario that we have now. It was like trying to look real, you know? Yeah. Trying to blend in with other people. Yeah, I mean, she was holding it like she was using it as a prop. There wasn't a hiding of it. It was flat out there the whole time. Yeah. Now, I mean, so in terms of hate, do people just think like, oh, this this is a secret. This should be this should be kept secret. Is that what they're the the complaint is? Well, to be fair, like I'm definitely exaggerating when I say there are haters, but I do. Oh, think- really? I deal with hate all the time, so I totally believe it. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. it's wild. Yeah. I just, you know, uh, some people were reposting when I uh, posted the paparazzi shot of Dorit last week, like in her sweatsuits. Yeah, that one really took off. You guys, there is a Dorit Kemsley one paparazzi shot of her just in. I think it's like a gray sweatsuit and she's sweat very suit. comfortable with her cigarette where, you know, as a former cigarette smoker, you, yeah. you know, you know, when somebody's like been around the block in terms of smoking and I'm like, um, it seems like she's been around the block. Absolutely. And uh, it definitely wasn't the first time I featured her and I consider her kind of the patron saint of the account because she does smoking in such, such a, a chic European sort yes, of way. Yes. I mean, she is a child of the world as she has it's told us many times. Yes. And this is what, this is what people of class of elegance of like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. They are smokers sometimes. And I listen. I mean, all the way back to Sinatra, all the way back to, I mean, these, there's, there's a panache and a class to it, which I think is highlighted. You're not like this dirty old bag with a smoke. No, I like them more when I find out they smoke, you know, like they're taking a moment for themselves. They're having a little clandestine time in the backyard at Dorinda's (laughs) trying to get away from the cameras So I love it, but I do think it's funny because they definitely try to hide it, the producers. And I don't know what all the back scene, back behind the scene machinations are, but I don't know what's going on, why we can't see it. I mentioned Love Island has fines for it now. So that's kind of like a deterrent. So wait, Love Island is fined by the government or fined by, I mean- It has to do with like- um, FDC violations or something. I don't know, yeah. but I've always, always, my friends and my sister and I have always just thought it was so funny when they smoke and we'd always take note of it, which is like why I just no. felt like I with the world it's one of those amazing things on these shows i i would find myself doing that with vpr or southern charm is that you would like glance at the tables of their party scenes and try to like pick up some random drug powder allegedly or cigarette pack because you knew that these people were friendly with the producers and i mean the allegedly and i'd always heard rumors about southern charm in particular that they really protected their cast when it came to i mean they would be like alcohol's totally fine which is hysterical but smoking drugs you know tequila on vanderpump rules <laughs> yeah i mean tell i mean it's really it, it truly is wild and it's a a whole nother conversation but in terms of how far we've come i was watching ultimate girls trip which i know you have this season too yeah and uh eva marcel uh she's smoking in a lot of the scenes yeah 
And how much more do you like her than you did on the way? That, listen, I already like Eva. And then I was like, <laughs> do I like her because of this? Or do I like her because she's just awesome? And then I, I was like, she's awesome. But then I was like, oh, but she also smokes. So good, like good on her that she's making. Exactly. It, 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 she was already, you know, like I, I liked her on Atlanta. And I love pretty much everyone who comes across Atlanta, like stellar casting, beautiful, hysterical, professional comedians in their own rights, every single one of those ladies. Oh, yeah, totally. Eva, maybe just that wasn't the vibe for her because on Girls Trip, she's performing beautifully socially, if you ask me. That's what I said. I said on Atlanta, like she almost flew under my radar completely. And I guess it's, you know, it's when you when you hype up how um, allegedly insane these other ladies are Eva seems like a rock Eva seems like a funny like and she's uniquely funny I mean I was just going on about this the other day and Phaedra's there and even Phaedra like says some of the best talking heads of all time but those two together it's just like how did they end up being the the rock where all these other ladies are just being insane around them I couldn't agree more and at the same time while they are being rocks for these women they're still being hysterical and weird and funny. Like they're not being like curmudgeonly trying to stop fights. They're just like, "Mm, let's look deeper into this and why you're doing this. And they're like throwing out incredible one-liners in the process. You know what? I mean, and I don't know if you watch Selling Sunset on Netflix, but yeah, it's not like, it's not not quite doing for me. Oh, it's not good. Well, because it's not good, (laughs) but I mean, I'm making the point. The difference is that like, with Girls Trip, or I would say Potomac, Atlanta, uh, maybe there's a couple here on Beverly Hills or other things, yeah. but there's unique humor where it's not just, the, you know, there's always like people that we laugh with and laugh at. And these are people that are like uniquely funny, like Phaedra mm-hmm. in a talking head is blowing me away because it's Comedian. effortless. It's effortless. But then yeah. you go, it just, you compare that with Selling Sunset and these people wouldn't know a joke if it smacked them in a face, you know? No, I know. Like, and I think, you know, Selling Sunset, it's not there for our laughter, you know? It's there for our eyes. And <laughs> it's, if we it's, take, a, it's like, if it's we a visual it Xanax, you. you know? Yeah, literally. Like, that's how I feel about Kardashians. It's just like blurry beige and I love it. It makes yeah, me- If you cl- make it loud enough and the editing's quick enough and it's bright oh, enough, you're like noise. all of a sudden, yeah, you think that you're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I know. I completely agree. Um, well, just to take it back though. I, I, I don't want the selling sunset to be funny necessarily, but like, you're right. Phaedra is just like, her mind is so quick. Yeah, it would be. It would be wild if the Oppenheim brothers were doing like Chappelle bits or something like that, (laughs) you know? But yeah, Phaedra, that's what I'm saying is that like, even, I mean, I don't, like, I I really appreciate comedy, or at least I try to, which is, it sounds so geeky when somebody says they appreciate comedy, but that's when you know where like Phaedra, you're like, dude, like you couldn't write some of these lines that are this good. And she delivers them so naturally. So you're like, oh, it's real. Like what a, (laughs) what a gift. Yesterday I was watching, we were re-watching some girls trip and Phaedra said something along the lines of, honey, I've been swimming with the sharks and they, <laughs> I was chasing after them or they were running yeah, from yeah, me. Yeah. Sorry for botching. Honey, Phaedra. the sharks were running after me. And she did it with this delivery there. Like, oh my goodness. She's brilliant. That is, a, that is poetry, if you ask me. Oh, That's I completely poetry. agree. But 
that's why I celebrate things like your account, because to me, that's visual poetry. It's like this <laughs> lyrical poem, if you will, where you're like, you're going from one thing to the next. And it's why I think uh, dis- discourse and I mean, we might have taken it too far now with, with uh, reality shows, but it's why it's so popular, because I can look at one of those images. I can appreciate the image as the image itself, but then yeah. also it throws you back to a memory, you know, <laughs> of a scene or you're like, oh, I remember that one. Oh, I remember that one. So it's kind of like this. uh you know, visual scrapbook. Uh, that's yeah. what I love about these things is we can always remember where we were when we watched totally. these things and we realize how ridiculous it is, but it's still the truth. No. Yeah. Like I, I, I not only, you know, remember every line of scary Island. I remember where I was, whom I was with. Yes. You know, I mean, or like it. introducing it to new people and um, watching them and see if they liked it. I, and that's a barometer for like, if you can be in my life or not, is if Scary Island moves you. So wouldn't you, would it, see, this is what I always say, like movie theaters, I think are still struggling to get back. I mean, Top yeah. Gun, whatever. But if yeah. they showed like midnight screenings of Scary Island or, you know, wouldn't you like go like, I'd love to have a couple of drinks and go to the movie theater on a big screen and see oh, Scary you- Island. Uh- you're describing just like a wet dream for me right now. Pardon my friend. No, like like treat it seriously. Like, and we all sit down and we can shout at the screen if we need to. You know, it actually, this kind of reminds me of uh, my sister's dream 30th birthday party that did not occur was that we would go to a sports bar and every TV would be playing Gilmore girls. So this is kind (laughs) of like that. Both of these dreams are important (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, there's like, you know, there's something about the visual image. I remember me and my buddy Dusty would throw uh, holiday parties every year in high school. And we were always inspired by the movie Less Than Zero. I don't know if you mm. guys remember that one. Mm-hmm. But then I remember there was a big L.A. party where all the coke was happening. And the party had like a bunch of TVs on top of each other with a bunch of different. And I uh, that to me, we were like, what if we took and we had like all these little shitty TVs that we were finding a way to connect together. And then we would play things like 90210. Because you're just like how like this to me, these shows, this pop culture is all of our friends. That's why, like, I geek out severely on your account. When did you start the account? I started the account probably i want to say it was like at the beginning of like march 2020 i had like so seven still in, still deeply in covid right <laughs> yeah it was like at the beginning of covid but it okay. wasn't like a covid project it was just like one of many instagram accounts that i like to maintain um <laughs> I, so i was really just doing it because i used to just like record them and put them on my story on my personal page. And then I was like, it'd be kind of funny if I could just get these all in one place. Um, so I started posting them and they were usually just, I mean, none of them are high quality video whatsoever. They're taken from the couch, zoomed yeah. in on my phone. This is not, you know, high production value people, but you're not James seeing, Cameron, you know, no, but we're seeing the nitty gritty of their lives. So I'm, you know, cinema veritating it in that way too. Have you ever, I mean, has Dorit reached out to you? Has any of these housewives, have you had any, you know, Mm. as these get passed around, have you had any dialogue with any of these ladies? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Um, One, (laughs) one that made me laugh was Marisol Patton. uh, From Miami. She, I posted a scene when I was rewatching Miami that I never remembered happening. And I guess it would have aired on TV, you know, like. Oh, 10 years ago. So I definitely did not have this account at the time, but I posted it and she responded something just really laissez-faire, like, huh, I hardly remember that at all. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this is casual. <laughs> um, but 
<laughs> one time I was sent a video by a follower and they were like, I think we are witnessing smoking behind the back of another cast member happening in a scene where Jen Aiden is being removed from the pool party by Bill. Oh, when she was wasted? The, the water yeah. bottle incident yeah. and all that. Um, it looks like Marge is like, she's like got her face sort of obscured. <laughs> and like, there's just like a wasp of smoke. <laughs> and so I slowed it down like Zabruder style. So <laughs> every frame. We never see the implement, but I do believe she was smoking. And she responded to me and she said, she said, ha, I would never, it gives me dog breath. And I would admit it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh my God. Well, have you ever reached out for comment when you've, once you posted one of these? Uh, you know, I think that I did tag her in that asking for her to verify <laughs> it. <laughs> so I can only be grateful that she did. But most of them never open up the tag, you know, when I tag them. Oh, which yeah, is totally. Fine, because I'm sure they get tagged 3,000 times a day. But it would be my dream for Dorit to reach out. She's now my I saw, all time favorite. I mean, Dorit, I listen. I truly like to read. Like I truly yeah. like, yeah, I like her from a comedic standpoint in terms of yeah. Buka de Beppo, but I also like her because I just, I like how seriously she takes herself and her Me family. Too. I, Me there's too. all, I mean, I do. I mean, I don't know. Like there's a, there's those things that, you know, but it is so weird. Like you can turn a blind eye to certain housewives and it's very, it's very person by person because mm-hmm. I'll say that. And then you'll have five other people going, fuck to read, fuck mm-hmm. her, man. Fuck. I mean, no, it's totally. really intense. Um, so where where uh, where are you located? Where where are you from? Where I live are you in at? Chicago. Chicago, the the mm-hmm. windy city. You guys, I don't know if you've ever heard that. Um, I actually am not familiar with that. Oh one. well, you'll hear it. It's, okay. it's what they call your town. Um, <laughs> what do you do? Them. What do you do for a living? Um, I'm an artist and a set designer. Um, I'm a freelancer, so I'm all over the place. Um, my my background is in set design though. So this is has nothing to do with, you know. No, totally. That's what I love. I mean, like we <laughs> all have normal, I mean, except for me now, we all have normal jobs that yeah. we all then kind of come home and these are our little escapist yeah. things. Well, let's not pretend this isn't on my mind 24-7. Well, I mean, it, it's it's within, it's in your bones. Like I always, do you ever get scared that when you're dying, you're going to literally see the Shannon Bedore, here lies Shannon meme in your head? Yeah. Like I'll be like, who's- I have it printed out hanging in my kitchen so that I can be familiar. I'm just kidding with my Yeah, no, I mean, that's why I get scared <laughs> that I'm like, you know, in your final moments, am I going to be thinking about like Bravo and stuff? I think it, I it will. worries me. No, I know. I I and then I'll kind of laugh like, oh, that's so funny. I am thinking about it. Right. I mean, I think, you know, like our friends and family have, who know how important Bravo is to us would probably be happy that on our deathbeds, we were having a little, you know, chuckle over Dorit or whatever it may be. I noticed you had a, a Rinna video on recently of her smoking a cigarette in, was yeah. it in France. Was it? Yeah, uh, that was when they were in Provence. Um, now, she apparently is never lights that cigarette, but she's walking around, around. her chateau wasted in like in in a hotel robe. I am positive she took home with her, by the way. There's no way that didn't make it. Oh, dude, Rinna's closet is just full of like hotel shampoos and conditioners. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, just like uh, the singer singer, we know that she doesn't do well with returning (laughs) outfits. Um, She actually reposted that, and I don't know why, on her main. 
And I was like, what, why, why? But it's a hilarious video of her wasted to read and Kyle are in her bed on their France trip. And they're like rolling around and, and Rinna's chastising them with a cigarette, kind of like an old timey, like bully or something and uh, trying to get them out of her bed. But I think they're all in on it, unfortunately. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, well, I mean, does like, uh, does Erica Jane smoke? She seems like she should be a smoker. I have never seen footage of her smoking, but I guarantee she could be easily influenced to have one at a party. Give me one of those, give me one of those butts. I know. I mean, do you think Mikey Minden smokes? No, I actually don't really like, and I, and about, and if, he di- and if he did, I think he severely cut back once Erica's money started, started. He's like, these are so expensive. Yeah, no, no, you can't afford to smoke a pack a day when, when you're dealing with the new Erica Jane salary. <laughs> what, what is your personal favorite of all of the images that you have posted so far on your account? Is there a favorite one for you? Yeah, to be honest, my favorite one is one that is also, uh, I got it made into my phone case. Um, (laughs) Wait, by the way, are you, wait, do you sell phone case? Do you sell that? Do you sell, do you sell sell housewives smoking merch? I was like, that's amazing. I should, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to, I'm an artist. I might as well put this all. I mean, kind of like, that's the kind of weird shit that I would completely buy, you know? I know. I mean, I don't think I haven't thought about it. Nothing's in the works yet. How long till this comes out? I mean, and by the way, but I want you know what? I want a Dorit. Uh, I want that Dorit uh, shirt with her smoking in the the suit. Yeah, you know what, Brian? I'm going to make this happen. Yeah, like uh, I mean, honestly, it would be. I mean, no, I am. I, I am. know we're I'm laughing, gonna, but like, I'm not joking. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm also serious yeah. because it is time. I think because um, I want to. I want a picture of. I want a drawing done by me of my favorite photo, which is Dorit is wearing this pink floral skirt, pleated, uh, kind of like a gauzy material with a high slit and like a Def Leppard t-shirt or something. <laughs> I know exactly her- what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Her hair is just straight down the middle, long, bright blonde wavy, and she's texting away <laughs> while smoking a cigarette. And I just think it's a beautiful photo. It's it's just beautifully composed. I don't know who took it or why. It's a paparazzi photo, but like nothing else is happening. I don't feel like she gets papped that much just walking around. So I don't know. You know what? I I, I ran into an old friend that was like, oh, you do reality show stuff. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just went to Vegas with PK and Dorit. And he, and you know, and I'm like, oh no way. He's like, yeah, you talk about them. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, if I told them, would that, would they, would it be a good thing for them? And I'm like, I don't, you know, maybe. <laughs> I, and, but, but he said, so they would only do high limit gambling. Like, so he'd never been in the high limit rooms. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh shit. Like, and he was like, Dorit was encouraging me to bet, but the, he said, uh, chain smoker. You can smoke in casinos. Yeah. Right? But also also said that they had to stop so many times to take pictures with people in Vegas. So they were constantly stopped, which I was like, oh, that's cool. So where are these photos is what I'm asking of Dorit smoking indoors. Because maybe PK was like, dope posos. Yeah, I'll take your phone. 
but like a housewife smoking indoors is like extra funny to me also like <laughs> like when dana pam uh lit off of the candle her cigarette okay. <laughs> yeah, like there's something so desperate about smoking inside i say as a person who smokes <laughs> no i mean that's what i i love well the, there's a whole uh secret language that you have as a smoker either yeah, you're hiding yeah. it, you're proud of it uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's a whole uh, ritual that goes along with it in terms of lighting, bumming us. I mean, God, a housewife bumming a cigarette would be amazing. Well, I like to call that a SIG instigator. Okay. And the mm-hmm. ultimate SIG instigator, Jules Weinstein from Roni. She always she had didn't a get her due, man. I feel like she should have so, gotten another season. I thought she was funny and like a little more self-aware than people gave her credit for, but she was deeply struggling on TV. So maybe it wasn't a good idea to come back. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, no, it is. But sometimes I feel like that's <clears throat> when they need to come back because it almost could give them confidence from the, the fan base potentially and show that they're not being gaslit by their husbands and their boyfriends and all of that stuff. I hear you on that for sure. I would have loved to have more time with Jules. I loved her. And she always had a pack of cigarettes and she clearly was like the girl in the group who had cigarettes and everyone who was like, oh, I quit years ago or whatever. When they'd be drunk enough, they'd be like, Jules, can I bum a say? You know, because even like there are scenes on that season where like Ramona even goes outside with her and Ramona doesn't normally let her guard down that much. Well, listen, I mean, the Ramona, the Ramona vaping, which you have on your account, is one of my favorite paparazzi Mm-mm. shots. Because it always reminds me of the Steve Buscemi, like, hello, how are you doing, fellow kids, with the skateboard? Because <laughs> it's like her with it the, like yeah, and I was like, wow, look at, look at Ramona getting with the times, you know? I know, she's holding like a plastic, metallic, colorful stick as though it is a blunt in that. No, that's also- what, like... <laughs> Also, did you notice in that paparazzi shot, the whole article is about how she had fucked Constantine Maroulis from American, from American Idol. Idol? Yeah. Constantine, by the way, we've talked about this before, I think, on the show, is that he really made his way <laughs> through New York Housewives because I believe there was a Tinsley Mortimer, which we saw on her original show. Remember the CW show with her mom? What was that called? Um, um, it was a half hour. Uh, it was before Roni. Why am I blanking on this name? It's but iconic. Not on Bravo, on, on... No, no, it was on CW. It was uh, Tinsley's first show, and her mom was in on it. And they it was were like, like spying Prince on her. Of Malibu. Yeah, no, I mean, kind of, yeah. Um, but yeah, Constantine was on that show. Then he supposedly hooked up with, I think he, the Holy Grail, the the mother's, the father, son, and Holy Spirit, uh, Ramona, Luann, and Sonia. High society. Yeah. High society is what it was called. I'm. You know what? Maybe I never watched that. Um, well, you're, wait, by the way, everybody, listen, I haven't talked about high society in a long time. First off, you're welcome. You can go to YouTube and every episode, and they're only like 22 minute episodes because they were on like, they're a half hour. Yeah, I it, love those. So, it, 2010, Dale, her mom, is a huge character on it. And it I, is so, it is so hysterically good and out of touch. And you see him with the flip bones and it's just so good. I've never seen this because there's just so few shows that I haven't seen, you know? Oh my God. I mean, this is truly a treat. Now that I'm in thinking about it, I should do just recaps of this on the Patreon because it's so, it's so good. Like, I mean, at one point Dale thinks she discovered it. She discovered a Nazi or something like that. And they go like, I mean, it's, it's bizarrely funny, but Constantine's on that. 
Yeah. Well, she goes to a library to try to research this, uh, somebody involved with Tinsley and it's like really just, I mean, Dale Mercer does not get enough credit. In fact, I, I mean, they're doing ultimate girls trip. I always sometimes wish they would do ultimate girls trip mom edition. And well, you like, have like, like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, cause there's these, all these moms and relatives that you're like, Oh man, I don't even care about the actual cast member. I care more about the relative. Oh my God. Like, you know who I'd love to see Rosie from New Jersey. You know, I listen politically, me and Rosie don't see eye to eye, but I would love well, what's to, her story. What's her story? I think she's like, you know, very right wing, you know, all those she guys. Is? Oh, yeah. And also because um, who are the other the the lady that bakes a lot? Uh, they're friends. Kathy, Kathy, Wakili and Richie, Richie, yeah. Richie was uh, Richie was very right wing leaning and like he would he would okay. like just shout it out on Instagrams and stuff like that. But Rosie to me, but that's kind of shows politically, though, Rosie to me, I loved Rosie. I loved mm-hmm. I, you know, I in high school, I looked a lot like Rosie, like Rosie. <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, you like, loved what I, thought, you saw. I loved what you she was just like a no yeah. shit kind of person. And that's oh, why all no. the dudes loved hanging out with her. I'm so disappointed to learn that she has. um unsavory leanings i'm gonna have to look well, into listen it. i mean like oh, I, I don't you. you know it's one of those things that like I, I would never want to get into a conversation with her about it because there'd be other <laughs> no. too many other good things to talk about in terms of because the yeah. deep cut that they still feel from Teresa, you know the, <laughs> the betrayal they feel from Teresa. now speaking yeah. of that Teresa, her new fiance smokes i saw I a pack of was it yeah, uh, Louis Parliament? smokes uh, american spirits I think the Louis Smokes Parliaments, uh, they were white with a bright blue cover, if I'm not mistaken. Also, there's a joint rolled next to the six in that photo. <laughs> you and Matt, I mean, I, I really find truly interesting. What, what is your brand of cigarette? What do you smoke? I quit smoking cigs a few years ago. Quitter. I, I know it's disgusting and so dumb, but now I vape. I vape. Um, I have a peach posh, which I'm actually. Oh, I've, I've got, I've got this baby right here. Whatever this is, this is a. Wait, what is this that is one? A red apple guava. Um, oh. This is just a unfortunate recent habit because I podcast so much that I felt like I needed to cut loose while podcasting, and I can't, I can't drink because then I just, I, I mean, I, I mean, I can drink. I just don't want to do it while I'm podcasting. <laughs> right. So this will be <laughs> like I'll, I'll sneak to the side during an interview and. Oh my god, dude! I do it during teletherapy at this point. I'm just like I have to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's re- it's weird, but it doesn't make me want cigarettes at all. No, but it like, makes me want to inhale for like three hours straight. It's so sick. There is a thing where it's <laughs> always attached to my hand now, and I don't like. There was like mine was empty this weekend, and I just still held it around like a pacifier, even though I I was empty. I know it's so sick. It's so sick. I'm with you a hundred percent, but like the convenience, unbeatable. Um, so you told me your your girlfriend's out of town and yeah. you guys watch shows together. So it might be impeding what you're allowed to watch right now because <laughs> yeah. you share shows like Southern Charm. Is that true? Yeah. So um, my girlfriend did not watch Bravo until we met and she like didn't really know. What oh, it so was. she was she in a cult? Was she like, like uh, um, kept she away? Was, was she person. Amish? She lived underground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so my girlfriend is younger and. I don't know if Bravo is like the, if the, she's in college, she just graduated college. I don't know if that age is that into Bravo. I'd love to be wrong. No, I think I totally she's agree with not, you. And it scares the shit out of me. Cause I'm like, how are we reaching out to the youth of America? Like, right. listen guys, 
it's all this. It's all the same, like hundred thousand people that are watching these shows. What about yeah. the youth of America? What happens get- when we're gone? Yeah. So you're doing community <laughs> outreach and you're actually bringing yeah. people along for the ride. Cause that's what we need. We need moms to sit with their kids. We need all we of need this stuff. Fireside chats. That's yeah. what we need. Bring that's them what, back. I mean, I do get scared that eventually we are going to die out like the dinosaurs and Bravo is done. If we I do know. not reach out. And that's why I think sometimes when Bravo tries to be young and hip or, you know, like summer house just added a couple of new younger cast members, I, heard, I guess for yeah. this new season. Yeah. And I'm like, for me, I'm like, oh, but then I'm like, well, I guess maybe that's what they need because young people. Oh, I know. I know. And you know what? Um, in my opinion, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. But when you are bringing someone into the Bravo world and indoctrinating them into it, in my opinion, the gateway show is Vanderpump Rules. Agree, but I would also like to make an addendum to that, depending on this the the gender in a way. So Go if you're on. a woman, girlfriend, or uh, wife, the big one I hear from a lot of listeners and my own personal friends is below deck. Below deck yeah. for some reason, because men like the machinery, I think, gets them in. And then Vanderpump Rules, earlier seasons, yes. Later seasons, no. But then if you hit them with a summer house season, they're more akin to, you know, it's like they want the binge drinker element and then it's almost yes. for men can get them involved. Yes. And I think, I think you're very right about that. I also think like my girlfriend's family had watched Below Deck together without really knowing it was like that Bravo was its own universe, you know? So they were like, yeah, we think it's like, you know, funny when uh, things go wrong and we like seeing the great food and like the adventures and the cast and all that. But like, I was like, oh, you know, there's like so much more than just below deck in terms of all of these things. So wait, your, your gateway with your girlfriend was what? What was the, what, do Vanderpump you remember Ball. the first time? You, do, yeah, do you Vanderpump remember the episode? Ball. Do you remember? Number like, let me, let me. One episode one, baby. We started. What is, how do you, how do you break somebody into that? Go like, I just want you to like, you're not going to like this at first. It's going to seem weird. Yeah. I mean, like it's tough to break people into Bravo. I think sometimes because they fight it. They, <laughs> they, fight it. they fight it. They yeah. fight. They, they don't want to like it. I know. And I'm like, listen, Something that like maybe uh, mainstream like uh, gossip sites aren't making clear is that like Bravo is really funny. Like it's like dementedly funny. We're not, I'm not rooting for housewives. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like buying their tummy tea and supporting like That's why even uh, the discourse around Beverly Hills these past couple of weeks, especially as it's gotten darker and darker, I'm like, I'm not taking my cues on on how to treat young kids and like exactly. I'm not taking like I, I mean listen they are in a hell of their own making yes. and I laugh at them not with them and there's a big differentiation in that and I'm trying not to disregard other people's feelings because I am a white totally. dude and I know I come at things at a different <laughs> angle but at the same no, time but- I'm like guys nobody's what like this isn't fucking the president it's Erica Jane exactly like they are not our moral thought leaders they are the worst examples of Americans most of the time, you know? So I'm going into it with that, not wanting, you know, someone to teach me how to raise my children. You have these shows ever been aspirational to you? Never, not a single (laughs) one. Oh my God, not one, never. I don't want to be any of them at all, except Dorit. 
because I love her outfit so much. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, uh, so speaking of Dorit, actually, in this season, you know, we have the horrendous break in, uh, you know, of Dorit's house with PK and the kids and all good. that. But it's interesting. Like, oh, you cut out. Hello. Hello. Ryan, cut this out. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. It's some, I think it timed out or something, maybe. Oh, all good. I'm so sorry. No, no, all good. No, no. I was saying, uh, speaking of Dorit and the discourse around the burglary, it shows how dark, especially yeah. Beverly Hills, uh, has whipped up the fan base because the show is inherently dark. Do, yeah. You know, I was starting to read all of this stuff that Dorit like potentially faked this and Dorit, you know, I just, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. I personally believe that all of this happened. And I, I think do. it's, I mean, I think- like trying to poke holes in it is like really like sinister and gross of her friends to do personally i whatever dorit told me about it of course i would believe 100 percent. and well like who makes up i mean by the way if you really made that up it would be the weird and by the way i know that i know that you could go okay well pk might have gambling debts or pk that you know like but you could i could do something and you like i feel like if you have something that you believe you could find enough like you know, like little reasons why it could possibly be true, especially sure. in this day and age. But I was like, man, we're yeah. so attuned to conspiracy theories now. We're so yeah. ready to, we're, we're, we expect people to lie to us all the time, which I totally am that way yeah. too. But I found yeah. with that, I was like, Dorit is not this good of an actor. Like she's, it's she's totally, theatrical, but she's not like. Uh, well, you know, Ryan, though, to be fair, I mean, her work in the Thor commercial is pretty stunning. Oh, you guys, I talked about this last week. They have those little commercials to promote other movies and products sometimes. <laughs> and Dorit and Kyle, all of a sudden in the way, I think it was like right after Kyle was saying Sutton didn't have miscarriages, they cut to a commercial with Kyle and Dorit of like, Thor, what are you doing up on this mountain? You know? It did a good job though. Dorit did better than professional oh. child actress Kyle. You could tell Dorit was real. Like you could tell they were really excited to get asked to do those things. You that know, seemed major. Like, did you see the Lisa Rinna Elvis one the week before? Of like, yeah. Elvis meant the world to us. You know, and I was like, you dress like Elvis. You look like Elvis. You know, her hairdo at the, whatever that party was where she had that shocking blue highlighter skirt and her hair like. Yeah, last week with the shoes yeah. at, at Sutton's house. Yeah. Oh my god, that hairdo! It was like. Riding finger like in a, a Corvette with like yeah. oh. gel in our hair. It's like finger in a socket shit that you like. It was uh, horrifying. Well, that's what I had to ask one of my girlfriends. I said, hey, I'm not a fashionable person. I don't <laughs> think this looks good. Am I wrong? Like, well, no, because I was like, listen, no, this I could be it. the height of fashion. And I just don't know. Because literally yeah. I watch these fashion shows now or whatever. And I'm like seeing like weird bones popping up. And like, sure. I'm like, oh, so that's like Dementors seems to be the fashion I feel that like as a rule of thumb, we can always assume that Lisa Rinna's outfits are not good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces 
at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Folks, now is the part of the show that's my favorite. I get to talk about our sponsors this week, and we have two returning sponsors. Our first is our friends over at Splendid Spoon. Now, you guys know how much I love Splendid Spoon. In fact, they came in clutch a couple of weeks ago, uh, because I had, uh, I had the, the COVID and you know, you want to talk about easy, healthy, amazing, tasty food that you can make for yourself when you are the only one around to be with yourself. That's supposed to, uh, you know, make food for you. It was me and splendid spoon came in so clutch. Um, when the weather is warm, you can't help, but go out and explore, um, and you got to refresh and refuel after a long summer getaway. So whether you're planning for the big summer trip or recovering from one, it's important to give your body the fuel it needs to feel its best. With Splendid Spoon, you can enjoy a clean, delicious, stress-free meal in just minutes. And folks, I'm literally telling you just minutes. Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy by delivering ready-to-eat 
plant-based meals, smoothies, and juices right to your door. Um, So my experience has been amazing. And I want to say, when I say plant-based meals, like I feel all cool when I say that because I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian, but I got to tell you, you don't like, it wasn't one of those things of like, I'm eating vegan or vegetarian. Like I got to tell you, like it wasn't even something that crossed my mind because the food was so damn good. It easily fit into my daily routine. This is the second time I have done the whole week of Splendid Spoon. One time, of course I was sick with COVID, but the time before that, it fits so easily into my daily routine of actually going out and doing things. Um, they have, uh, they have these like, uh, dishes that, uh, you you know, like this uh, spaghetti squash dish. They have a tiki masala. They have uh, smoothies. They have power shots, a little cayenne pepper thrown in there that you can shoot back and it boosts your metabolism. I mean, we're talking truly unique dishes and experiences for your palate on a daily basis. And you feel great. You feel full and they are delicious. But let me try to inspire you a little bit more because these meals are shipped right to your door, ready to enjoy in just minutes. It takes the work out of eating healthy. Splendid Spoon fits into any schedule and there's a meal plan for everyone. You can go directly on their website. They have so many options to choose from. In fact, they tried to hit me with these other options and I was like, you know what? I want this, this, and this instead. And it was so easy to make those changes. Every single meal, like I said, is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free. And you can enjoy delicious dishes like creamy mushroom and spinach noodles, coconut curry, and cauliflower tikka soup. That's what I was talking about. That is awesome. You have 50 choices, and they're constantly rotating their menu there's always new dishes to try. So stay well-fueled this summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save on an entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. Just go to splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's $50 off at splendidspoon.com slash so bad. And once again, Remember, you've got to invest a little bit in your health, a little bit in the comfort of your life. You don't want to be spending all day in the kitchen in any sense. Why not leave that to the experts and just, uh, you know, a couple minutes and you've got a delicious meal that you know is healthy. I'm trying to put my best foot forward right now in terms of health. I told you about hiring a trainer last week. Splendid Spoon fits right into that. Uh, Now, our second sponsor fits right into that as well. This is my second month uh, using their product. It is Just Thrive. Um, So thanks to our modern world, it's impossible to cut out all of the stress. Believe me, I think we all know that. From turning on the daily news to juggling the work-life balance to scrolling through social media, stress is there. The solution then isn't to stop or avoid it, but instead find effective ways to manage it. Just Calm, the brand new product from Just Thrive, Just Thrive is the company, you guys, represents a revolutionary new approach to uplifting your body, mind, and soul naturally. Just Calm has been clinically proven in multiple studies to help reduce perceived stress, balance cortisol, improve sleep quality, and even encourage focus and flow. And for unbeatable stress management, I've been pairing Just Calm with Just Thrive Spore-based probiotic. By the way, that's the sexiest phrase I'll ever say, spore-based probiotic. Here's why. Okay, 
We've all heard the term gut instinct or the gut-brain connection, but that connection is more powerful than you think. Your gut and brain talk to each other, sending signals all day long. A healthy gut isn't just crucial for immune and digestive health. It's also one of the best ways to beat stress long-term. By giving your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs to thrive, Just Thrive Probiotic not only supports your best gut health, it creates the perfect foundation for Just Calm to perform at maximum strength. And when your gut is happy and your stress is under control, you'll be able to keep calm and win the day every day. So right now, you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code SOBAD at checkout. Um, I'm going to put all that information on the show notes as well, folks. But do me a favor. Go and check it out for yourself. See if you want to... uh, uh, See if you want to experiment with it. But I have been doing it the last two months. And I really, truly am... My health is of utmost concern right now and just thrive and splendid spoon are two things that I'm so proud to actually talk about because these are things that actually do help me and I think can help you as well. Uh, remember just go even check it out for the benefit of the show. These things really do help. And I, uh, I really do like both of these companies. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. At all. And her hair is not good. I think it was Yolanda Fister that said, uh, you know, rent rent the <laughs> runway, rent the rent the runway with rent, like rent is just renting things. I'm like, look at my Versace shoes. Yeah. I know that she she absolutely is, but she's lucky that like the the resurgence of '90s stuff because she's got that all in like. Oh, know, she her, let us know it was all her, her, ba- it was all her garage. Yeah. By the way, yeah. she said Andy asked her at the reunion. She said she moved all that stuff to a storage facility because Andy was like, "That's ridiculous that you have all that in there." I'll bet you a thousand dollars she didn't move it. You see, yeah. really, Rena paying for a storage facility? Hell no! Are you like kidding? my garage is fine? Has some rats? Who cares? Exactly, and and now she thinks she's throwing people off her scent by saying exactly. Would- yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to see a scene in Rena's no. storage because <laughs> yeah. in the Kardashians, yeah. we got to visit Kim's like storage fucking warehouse. It's like the size up Calabasas. That and everything's was an organized. Scene, by the way. Well, I want to see Kanye's though because we saw North in Whoa. one of Kanye's old jackets and I saw that. Fashion Week, and I was like, Letterman sort of jacket. Yeah, so I'm like, do the kids get to run around these storage facilities and pick out things their parents wore? I bet for the most part. I think I took one of my dad's ties one time, but it wasn't like fashionable. <laughs> it was just I needed a tie. Um, so what is next for the account? Where do you, how do you grow this thing? Like, how do we, I mean, I know, by the way, I know you're not looking to grow this thing. Like this is actually just a hobby, but like in my head, I'm like, people deserve, I'm like Indiana yes. Jones of like, people need it. This needs to be in a museum. 
Well, let me tell you, I really appreciate you taking it that seriously because I do as well. I can't even tell you the excitement that rushes through my body when I see a housewife near in any proximity of a smokable item. Okay. Like also all my friends and family now, they know when they're watching Bravo shows that they have to have their phone out with them just in case a cigarette is mentioned. Look, bringing at. family together. That's nice. It's beautiful. Okay. Have when we ever I'm seen Andy Cohen with a cigarette? Yes, we, we have. have. Now, we all know Andy smokes a shit ton of weed, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very uh, open about that. He loves it. Uh, you, I assume you listen to uh, Andy's radio station, right? When I can, yeah, totally. Yeah. I love it. I love Radio Andy, yeah. I do too. Um, I think I'm one of the only, like, non-56 year old men, along with you, that subscribe to Sirius XM. Yeah, like, it's weird. Well, I, I mean, like, no I, I grew up like a big, I, I grew up a big Stern person, and that's why, but then I mean, Radio Andy, and a Andy Cohen will go on Stern a lot, and I'll be so excited, And but, like, Andy Cohen, like, I think, to me, I don't get sometimes the complaints about Andy, because I'm like, this dude, like, he's a good interviewer, he's fun, he likes, okay. it, you know, like, I, I sometimes don't get the hate because I'm like, I, I think he's one of the best. And I, I grew up watching talk shows and stuff. Totally. I, I also love Stern so much. And I love when those two powers come together. Yeah. When they're, oh, my God. Yeah. By the way, if you guys don't know, Andy Cohen is uh, Howard Stern's top gay. He has an official title. <laughs> that he is was true. Uh, top gay. And he always comes in and has just a great attitude and a lot of fun with it, which is yeah. always interesting thinking about Andy Cohen's likes because he's a fan of Stern. He's a fan of the dead. Yeah, he's a fan of. You know, I don't know what he isn't a fan of, but I love, I love that he has like these wide ranging tastes, which I think totally. is what a lot of Bravo fans, we have this weird totally. wide ranging taste of pop culture. I, I totally agree. Like Andy's like, he's into, you know, all the sophisticated shit, of course, but like he loves baseball and he loves the Grateful Dead. Oh, Andy's like, more oh, of a yeah. man than I am. Andy's like, yeah. oh, the pitcher's going up tonight. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you know? whenever he would like give Jack Hole of the Week to like a sports star, I was like, you know, none of us know what you're talking about, right? I know, like, but then I was like, I, and then I was like, how weird is it that I... And this is almost, I'm sure this is some kind of weird aggression or something like that. But I'm like, I want John Mayer and Andy Cohen to be hooking up. Like, I don't even, I don't, I don't want it to be, I want it to be more. And I know that potentially is offensive, but like, I, like, it's like, they always seem like they're smiley around each oh, other. You know, they're so happy together. I, they're like so Craig and Austin in the good day, the good old days, the good old days. Not now. The good oh God. Old days. Oh God. I don't know if anyone wants to be compared to those two. Well, there. you didn't watch Southern, you haven't been watching Southern Charm, but this past week's episode, I, I'm Austin, a couple weeks behind you. Yeah. Austin was literally like, we used to hang out all the time, man. And it was like, yeah, man, you lived together during COVID. Like you had to hang out all the time. And then he's like, <laughs> why? And then you can't just accept that Craig got a fucking girlfriend. Like you, you got a girl that happens. He's like, what happened, man? You just bailed. It's no, like, I know. Yeah. Well, they like, all what? just want to be miserable together forever in Charleston, sweating away all day and night long. Well, because there's a there's a there's arguments that that's definitely possible. I mean, Shep's yeah. getting there. Like, you can truly grow old. I mean, we see oh, it with yeah. Ravenel and, and oh, Whitney yeah. and all of those guys. It seems like that is a very Southern Charleston thing: is to yeah. not commit fully and to just really have a boys' club. Yeah, I mean, we were re-watching some early Southern Charm, and I think that either Cam or Patricia says some stat that there's, like, 
one man to every 50 women in Charleston or something. I was like, and yet, well, and yet a lot of them still wanted Thomas Ravenel. It makes no, like it, it's weird who is seen like esteemed. And if you watch those yeah. earlier seasons of Southern charm, you guys, which I do recommend, oh, uh, yeah. even though they're very different than what it is now, which I'm fine mm-hmm. with evolution, but it yes. is, it, it, it gives argument to why Catherine is so messed up in cer- certain ways is that you, you know, totally. she's a 21 year old girl, has somebody in their late forties or however old he was, was like after her, you know, yeah. we saw a flashback last week where, you know, Thomas was like, uh, man, I think it's my baby Shep, but you need, we need to take a paternity test. People forget that Shep was possibly the father as well. I know. I forgot Shep was implicated till rewatching that recently. And I was like, but it was also like so stupid. Cause I was like, and now it's not Shep's obviously it's yours, Thomas. If, if this is really happening, which it wasn't yeah. at the time, but I know, just trying to like rope Shep into his bullshit though and be like, it's not just me, you're involved too. I know this is going in every different direction, but that's kind of what I do. Uh, In terms of Southern Uh, Charm though, especially, I was talking with the audience yesterday when I was doing the recap was saying that, you know, I hear some comments of like, oh, it's just so different. You know, they've now brought in uh, minority cast members and all of this stuff. And I'm like, good. Like I... I'm kind of of that, like, well, yeah, man, like that's where we're at. That's where we kind of need to be going. And I'm okay with it being clunky or uncomfortable, but the the days of like what we thought were like the glory days of Southern charm were kind of horrible in terms of how these men treated women, not even set aside from race in America and all of this stuff, you know, everything, like everything they do on those early seasons. And I'm not even absolving them because they still do terrible things all the time. But yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, you think if you pay attention, they're still doing horrible things. They're awful just because the like now that they're you know like their careers are no longer like, am I going to be a lawyer? Am I going to be a real estate agent? They're all just like, I am or I am an influencer now. You know, like the oh. stakes are different, and like it's not as fun to watch people whose job is to be an influencer. As opposed yeah. to like, <laughs> well, Benita on Southern Charm is that's her job as an influencer. I and I went and checked her account. I was like, she only had like 90,000 followers. And she said, I swear to God, I, I was like, she said on a good month, she can make seven figures. And I'm like, wait, what? I was like, there's, there's got, you got it. I mean, are we putting a decimal in there somewhere? Because there's just no way that that's true at 89,000 followers. That is insane. No, I mean, I don't It had to have been like a misspeaking thing. Cause I was like, and she was like, I don't doubt it's a full-time job, but like when you're a straight influencer, I feel like sometimes I hope you like it. Cause it looks like the most boring thing in the world. I know. Like Vanita, just like walking down the street every night, like fully made up. (laughs) And like somebody getting with three different angles of like, I just like, wow. And like selling products that you don't really like you know and and it's it's really i don't know it's what an interesting life um totally so right now do you watch any shows for pure enjoyment are you enjoying anything on tv <laughs> right now um honestly, it doesn't even have to be bravo gosh what am i watching now? well um you know stranger things has been taking up a lot of mine dude i went through four seasons of that because uh, i had covid last week and oh, uh, or a week and a half ago and i had been poo-pooing Stranger Things and I was yeah. like, oh, what a stupid fad. And then I like got yeah. sucked in and I it's, finished yeah. everything in like two weeks. I really love the like, I love the feeling of Stranger Things. Like 
sometimes with the plot, I'm like, you guys have lost. Yeah, no, sometimes you'll be like, I can't even explain what's going on, but I really love these friendships. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I love the whole vibe. I love the set. I love all the lighting. Like, it's so nice. It's like Goonies mixed with, like, good memories of the 80s. Yeah, like, like outsiders and, Mm -hmm. you know. Totally. Yeah, I love it. Um, But I'm I'm no expert on that the way that I would consider myself a Bravo expert. But, yeah. I don't know what else is even out there at the moment. Well, what are, uh, so you're watching Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. You dip in and out of Atlanta. Um, yeah, are you an well, OC no. person? Yeah, I love OC. Um, now, when you say you love OC, do you love OC <laughs> or do you feel like you just need to keep watching OC? I feel like I. it's kind of like Shaws of Sunset where it's like until the day I die or they all die, I will watch whatever they're doing. Oh, well, yeah. I always say, I'm going down with the ship. I'm like playing the instruments on the Titanic. I'm like, I know. there's, I'll, I'll, you know, like it's not even, it's not even an option for me at this point no, for so many I, reasons, but I, you know. I, okay. Also, this is a little bit of a side note. I did not realize Taylor Armstrong was now living in the OC and is yeah. friends with those two. Why is Bravo not making more of that? as like a well listen i think some of this was to highlight potentially things for future use like you know i think there's checking on reactions and things like that because i could definitely see that in fact i did do an interview with taylor and she said she would be open to that you know and i was Mm -hmm. like oh a new trace amigas that would be Uh, interesting and i mean i think girls trip kind of opens up those possibilities yeah. where you're like oh wow um but are you caught up on girls trip or are you yeah, like a yeah. couple episodes behind? um I'm, i've watched them all what's your opinion on dorinda uh because i like I, I keep telling the audience two things can be true at once you can love dorinda but you can also think holy shit i do not have that problem because i don't love her at all i think she is now, dorinda smokes right yeah big time yeah. but she would she doesn't tell the truth about anything so she she would not admit that but yes yeah. i think i'm sorry dorinda has like a rotten core in my opinion there's like something festering in her heart and yeah, i've been watching too much stranger things you think you think beckman's <laughs> got her like she like the way she can flip so quickly i would be really scared to be around someone that volatile especially the way that she's in a position of authority over the rest of the other girls on this trip by being the hostess. Yeah. It's an unfair advantage. In fact, so much so that I was like, why don't they, why don't they just like treat it like Lisa Vanderpump's sir restaurant and just put put a different cast of ladies there and just let her be the the figurehead. You know, and like maybe she doesn't get as involved as seasons go on, but like if she's going to really lean into this, which is, you know, she was always intense on New York, but still lovable. I mean, she's all intensity on girls trip. I would just be so scared of doing the wrong thing in her house and having her like flip the fuck out and kick me out and I'd have to go stay at the Red Lion Inn or whatever. I just know that she... Which, by the way, I would love to stay at the Red Lion Inn. Just, like, I'd rather I'd stay both. there. Yeah. I'd rather stay there than Bluestone Manor. But I mean, like, I was thinking about this yesterday, okay? I don't know, the, like, all the logistics of this show, but there's no way Dorinda put a single penny into ultimate girls trip right not a she's like i planned i slaved there's no way though because i don't even know how that would like work with like taxes and stuff but i'm just saying you know why would she say yes to the show unless bravo said every meal is covered 
we will pre-clean and post-clean. You will have like maybe- Well, there's the argument of that drives for other businesses. You know, we had the Dorinda Bluestone Manor whiskey or bourbon or whatever commercial, you know. And so I think these ladies think this drives all of their other businesses, which in a way, I guess it puts it out there. But yeah, Yeah. I don't think Dorinda was calling the the hot air balloon guy and scheduling it, you know? I know. And that's why it like infuriates me because there's that like, little disconnect between like reality and what we're seeing on TV where it's like they always have to sort of be like thank you so much Dorinda like we're so lucky that we're here blah 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 but like she's treating them like a demon the entire time I mean the the food in the bedroom thing like listen I said that was going to be a problem because I had read the rules on the first episode so I knew that was going to come but at the same time how Dorinda flips to anger and then Tamara is, which by the way, I don't have a lot of sympathy for Tamara either. Cause she's like crocodile tears and, and like totally. she'll talk mad shit on her show yes. or in these shows. But then if you call Tamara on something, she immediately goes to tears. So oh, then I though, I thought it was a fascinating scene when Dorinda walks in of like, you're crying. That was nothing. Well, I should cry. Cause you're doing the, my beautiful house. And she turned on the waterworks immediately. It that was amazing. Scared me. No, it scared oh, me. That was even Vicky so who intense. is known for outrage was like, I've never encountered something like this. You know, I know because you're right. Like when I'm looking at a fight between those three, I don't like a single one of them. I'm not like rooting for Dorinda or Tamara or Vicky to like come out of this, but I do want to, you know, see who I'm aligning with most of the moment. And in that time, I was like, if I were Tamara, I would have been sobbing too. If the host of this weird house we're staying yeah. at screaming at me while I'm wearing this like weird aerobics outfit in the kitchen. Dude, horrible. Dura. I, I said it on the recap. I said, I hate the aerobic outfits. Whoever is the, you know, you're an artist, whoever is doing the art for aerobics and Dorinda's whole, like it's hor. It's like, it's I'm like, who is the, who is this for? Who's buying this? This is what I'm saying. Did make it nice? Ever... You like make it like a third grader drew something, you know? No, I I don't know who told Dorinda that aerobics was like a shtick worth repeating. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's the same people that said Countess Luann, like you're a you're a torch singer, you know? It works for her. It aerobics has so much less going for it, you know. Well, people don't like to exercise. First off, I mean, <laughs> first and secondly, of all, yeah. but I love. But there is that moment, you guys, in Ultimate Girls Trip, where she was like, you know, it almost was like aerobics brought the world together during a tough time. You know, it's like, <laughs> it like she was world? like, of course, you've seen it on the show. We were at BravoCon. Now it's here. You know, no. I'm like, you just listed three things. <laughs> the only three times that aerobics has ever existed, you listed them. It is one of those weird things. Dorinda was in my DMs last week because Uh-oh. I had compared Bluestone Manor. I said the next, the last season of Blue, the of Stranger Things takes place in Bluestone Manor because I had just watched the episode. It was she so didn't dark. like that. Well, no, she reposted it oh. and she goes, ha ha ha. But with Dorinda, I was like, is that a ha 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 funny or a ha ha ha? How fucking dare you say that about Bluestone Manor? She and then she, she goes, no, I did find it trail. funny. I did I find it funny, but then I was like, yeah. but when you drink, I'm like waiting for her to slide in my DMs. Like, I didn't find it funny, motherfucker. Yeah, literally, you need to watch out for that. Yeah, no, I, I get I live in fear. I don't know. You probably yeah. get excited when uh housewives slide. I get I live <laughs> in fear of being like the, the bigger it gets, I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Like when yeah. people tag the Bravo Liberty in the yeah. post, I, I live in fear of stuff like that. Yeah, I know some podcasts I know like bitch sesh, they're like no tagging. Um I uh, on Real Housewives smoking, I tend to just tag them because like, I don't, I don't really care that much. You like, have nothing to be there. This is no. them doing what they're doing. You're not adding funny that. 
comments of like, look what an idiot this person is, you know? I like to, I like to elaborate in my caption a bit, but it's not, it's not, you know, calling them out negatively for smoking. It I makes do me want to like know more than like, how do you think Dorit's like a pack a day? What do you think? I mean, like how, I mean, how many are we smoking? A, you know, it depends on a few factors. I would say like, I bet she doesn't smoke around Phoenix and Jagger. I bet oh, they don't. Yeah. Smoke. Oh, completely. No, no, no. And I bet. I mean, we know she she pretty much never smokes on camera unless it's like a really late night type of scenario. Um, so like, when is she fitting all these cigs in, you know? Like, I think it depends on whether she's like filming all day and they're taking breaks every 40 minutes or whatever. And That's a fun break. way to kind of uh, maybe watch the show through the, if you rewatch <laughs> these shows, watch the shows next time where you, they do start drinking and try to see if Dorit's fiending. Of yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. You know. Well, do you know what? When they were on Beverly Hills, when Sutton and uh, Diana got in there, like first. Oh, in Pu- Punta Mita. In Punta, Punta Mita, Mita. They got up and went to the bathroom, and I am. I, I've been saying this to all my friends. A hundred percent. They all went and had to say it was Diana and Dorit and Kyle. Kyle, was it? Kyle went with Sutton to the bathroom and then uh, Diana or then two other people. Diana went off and I know they smoked, but they didn't show it. And I was like, well, of course they did because it was the most perfect opportunity that you would ever need a cigarette was that moment. So of course- But see, that's why I think Ultimate Girls Trip is fascinating because they're actually showing Eva smoke. They actually showed Brandy and Eva smoke weed. They actually, I I was like, I said on the show, I was like, is this- to me, this seems legendary. Am I mistaken? Have we seen a lot of weed smoking? Like we've seen it talked about, but we have we seen somebody passing a joint? I mean, we didn't even see them smoking weed when they went to Amsterdam. All we saw was them talking, talking about, about it. So that's why I was like, where, where where was the decision? Like, I mean, like the decision must have been made that it's okay to show this and we're going to show this, you know? This is what I'm really curious about too. I really like thinking about the the machinations that make these things happen or not happen on camera because now that we're on Girls Trip, are we seeing it because it's like a laid back version of Housewives? But like, we see them in all sorts of scenarios that would like, it, it could involve smoking. So I don't get why girls trip is different in terms of what we're being allowed to see and talk about. I love that. This is potentially also loosening morals, you know, whereas <laughs> like, you know, 20 years from now, people are just railing Coke on like screen and it's like totally normal. They, we don't even I talk don't. about it. It's just something that happens in the background of scenes now, <laughs> you know, like they never yeah. talk about it, but it just, we're, we're not afraid to show it. Um, totally. So, uh, okay. So as we start winding down here, Beverly Hills, uh, you obviously are still watching. Yeah. Um, are you able, uh, I guess if you compare contrast, I'm talking to Ronald Richards, the lawyer after Erica Jane later today. And, oh. um, if you compare and contrast the seasons, a lot of the discourse will be, well, like this season sucks last yeah. season. And I'm like, yeah, duh. Like you're not going to get a last season again because it was all new. Right. Where do you fall in that in terms of, uh, how this season is compared to last season? You know, um, it's kind of interesting because it it sort of has a little bit of a parallel to the SLC drama, obviously, like in the major ways and the Jen Shaw ways. But like, and you you watched the first two seasons of Salt Lake, right? Or? Oh, majorly. I also okay. have family in Utah, so we have driven to Beauty Lab and Laser through the parking you lot. You did. You saw where uh, the the Homeland Security was and all of that. Oh stuff. yeah, we saw. Do they have a plaque out there for it? Like this is where um, Jen no, Shaw was, was trying. 
Okay. There was no plaque. At, I thought it should have been like a UNESCO World Heritage site, but there was nothing there to let us know. <laughs> Did you go into Beauty Lab and Laser? No, but I want to go get my lips done there next time I visit family. I think that could be a fun little afternoon. Um. Okay, sorry. What, what did you think of Beverly Hills in terms of this Oh, right. Sorry, I got distracted. No, um, no, I was going to keep going. You know, like the big impact of like the 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 strong arm of the law coming down on a real housewife and then like the shock impact of that and then having to transition into like oh there's a lot of time until they're like you know going to court and before they actually have to imminently deal with these things blah blah so it's like little denouement almost like with erica jane i feel like she's going off on this weird trajectory by herself and ignoring all the like impending doom but it's not really over like they're all like, I love seeing Erica Lightning. It's like, but it's not over. There's so much more to come. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, still well, it's in like trouble. they're all. Oh, I mean, she's. I mean, she got hit with another lawsuit this week for racketeering. Exactly. I mean, this is going to be ongoing. I don't think she'll ever serve prison. I don't think she'll ever go yeah. to jail. But financially, I mean, unless I mean, this is the other thing I somebody mentioned yesterday. Of, you know, listen there's offshore accounts. I mean, they're just, I mean, like <laughs> yeah. Tom Girardi, if he was, do, if he was stealing this kind of money, uh, he spent obviously a lot of it. And we see that on the show, but yeah. you know, when you're doing that kind of thing, you're also, you know, we see even with the Jen Shaw stuff, she was using, yeah. uh, you know, third party encrypted apps to do mm-hmm. communication. They never paid Jen Shaw directly through this company that she would get paid through a credit card and they bought an apartment for her in New York. It was all of these kind of like, you know, so she was very well aware of what was happening, yes. just even in terms of hiding this money and how they, how they gave her the money. So the Tom Girardi stuff I find interesting because I'm like, this is, they're going to keep digging. This is, you know, Ronald Richards yeah. is a pit bull, you know? This is not done. I don't, I don't understand this point of view of like, Erica's had a tough year. So like, let her get drunk and yell at 14 year olds. Like, First of all, that's not letting loose. That's just like being very being an, rude. Well, being an asshole. Like, I mean, like, How that's what that I feel like we celebrate of like, let her be an asshole. We, you know, she had such a tough year. Like, it would be one thing for like the yacht drunkenness to be like, good for her for like having an afternoon off. This was a different scenario with a child, Jax. I mean, it made no sense. But I want to see Molly Shannon play Erica Jane because oh it reminds God, me of. Her. Of that one character, like, I'm 50. Ah! Yeah. You know, she's like always kicking up her legs. And that reminded me of Erica Jane at that party. Of totally. like, look at my pussy. <laughs> oh, my you know, God. Like, Talking about the ill eagle while laying supine on the couch. I say it's why. I mean, to treat, I'm just like, this is. But see, to me, that's its own hell. Like, we yeah. don't like to me, it's like they're showing somebody obviously that is not to be pitied but it's like yo this is not aspirational i realize she's an idiot i'm not supporting her but to me there's also this weird darkly comic thing but that's just how i look at things in life you know no i'm with you i mean again i'm i'm not looking to erica jane for anything more than comedy i just want to laugh at her i'm not yeah. looking at her to like and that's a big difference you laugh at her La- you you want to laugh at her that's a differentiation yes. than laughing with somebody yes, i laugh I'm with sweating. phaedra <laughs> i laugh with phaedra you know yes million percent 
Phaedra's sense of humor is elevated beyond everyone else's. Like yeah. we can only hope to laugh with Phaedra. Okay. So lastly, then, since you open up the, you, do you have five more minutes? Are you good? Or you got to, sure. okay. So uh, Salt Lake City, since you do watch it, yeah. what are your thoughts just since we are so, this just happened of Jen Shaw pleading guilty after she pled her innocence so deeply and passionately yelling yeah. at so many interviews saying, I am innocent. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts that involve absolutely no like professional legal insight whatsoever is that all I can think about is how embarrassing it is for Heather and Meredith to have to be like, uh, we've been, you know, like posting and tweeting and talking about on the show how she's innocent until uh, proven guilty. And now she's just like, actually, ladies, I am. That's what I just said last night. I was like, what is she going to do? Like, because they've already filmed the third season, which I'm assuming she's they're saying she's shooting, innocent the whole season. No, I think they're already shooting season four. Cause oh, I was told, cause I, I almost, cause my, somebody was trying to get me in touch with Lisa Barlow and they yeah. said they could not. And Whitney, uh, somebody was trying to get me, or my uh, Sandra was trying to get me in touch with Whitney again to do an interview. And they were shooting up until this time. And we're already past that time. So I'm assuming that's either an addendum to season three, maybe or it starting is. season four, because we will watch Jen Shaw walk into prison. But I do not oh. think that will be season three because we're not going to see that moment until, I mean, sentencing's in November. the end of November, I think. Yeah. I mean, is she going to get a, a Teresa special? She's not as beloved as Teresa. That's the thing I always point out to people, too, is that, listen, Erica Jane had seven seasons on Beverly Hill. Like, Jen Shaw yeah. had barely, you know, she had one when all of these charges <laughs> yeah. happened. You know, yeah. we don't, we didn't ever you know we were impressed by the theatrics but there wasn't that kind of i stand behind like teresa giudici when she did it where right. you felt like this empathy and passion and to me she is like i cannot empathize with her and i have not no. you know you can and and how she uses sometimes i feel like her kids and her race as an no. excuse has sometimes frustrated me because there are people that actually have to deal with race in the justice system and jen shaw to me is not one of those people you know i hear you um Jen Shaw, is she going to just like, does this mean she's going to die in prison? Like, I can't wrap my head around like a real housewife, like really going to jail for as long as they're talking about her going to jail for. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's what I think this shitty thing about jail is. <laughs> you can't imagine. I mean, I'm with you. I, mean, I don't, you can't I don't truly imagine, but Jen Shaw, to, to her credit, is so charming. She's able to turn people yeah. against each other. I mean, Jen could rule that roost. I mean, who knows? Yeah. You know, I, I'll be interested to see. Yeah, and you're I, you're I have, right. She would maybe do well in certain areas. Well, prison. I have a feeling like, you know, like people, Jen seems like a fighter. I mean, you yeah. know, she's moralistically corrupt, but it seems like a yeah. fighter. And who knows? Like, I mean, I, I'll be interested to see if she, I mean, I know she can get out like a little earlier on good time behavior. The most she can get, I think is 168 months, which is 14 years. Um, but I don't think she'll get 14 years, but no. we'll, we'll see. Uh, it is really dark though, but that seems to be where these shows are kind of headed of not just dark in terms of emotional makeup, but dark in terms of actual crimes being committed. Totally. Because especially when you think about the fact that like, We've had Erica Jane and Jen Shaw within the span of like three years. Whereas before that, it was like Teresa and I guess maybe like Russell from Beverly Hills were like the big legal yeah. scandal. And those were spread far apart. But like we got hit with these two big ones like around the same time. So yeah, I mean, there's 
unprecedented. Yeah, we're uncharted, yeah, uncharted territory, <laughs> if you will. So, yeah. um, you guys, the account that I need you to go follow right now is called Real Housewives Smoking. All the information is going to be in the description and I'll also be plugging it on my Instagram and the stories when this comes out. But it is really one of those things that I think is just a great, uh, you know, it's just great to look at. It's just great to scroll <laughs> through and kind of, uh, I don't know, memorialize. And, and you know, I mean, you even had Aaron, my favorite Denise Richards husband. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was smoking a cigar the other day and I was glad it, no you know, one's you included men. You yeah, oh, yeah. it was really nice. Um, I've had Joe Giudice on there before, Richie Wakili. I'm an equal opportunity. Is there one, is there a holy grail that we've not been able to get one in the hands of, but you suspect? <laughs> uh, someone I think is a secret smoker. Yeah, or like I need, you know, listen, I have not been able to prove it or I've not been able to get my hands on a photo like this, but I know it exists. I know it exists out there. I mean, I... I've never seen Teresa smoke, but you know that she has. I know she's like a health mama, but she's also was a Jersey teenager. So, you know, she was packing Parliament. So I would like to see it because it would fly in the face of her, uh, her yoga health style. If I could watch her and Louie have a cigarette together as a couple, like how they're smoking, talking about the craziness, you know, with Cabernet in the backyard by the pool. I want that. Yeah, I think we're going to get that. Um, Also, I'm going to put her personal account up there as well if you want to go follow her there. Uh, Her name is Julia Caracillo. Caracillo. Okay, sorry. I have this Kansas thing that I always... Anyways, um, uh, and I usually... Listen, I don't do this, but this is how much I'm... uh, Could you follow me on your smoking account? Oh my God, yes. I'm so sorry that I... No, listen, I never ask anybody to follow me, but I'm like, (laughs) it would be a badge of honor to be followed by your account. And I know this sounds so pathetic, but I was like, I really want to be one of the cool people, you know? I sincerely appreciate you. This has been so much fun. And I loved getting to talk about housewives with someone well, who loves them as much as please me. come back anytime you want. If you uh but this was just great. And you guys please go follow that Instagram account. This is what you know we need to keep this stuff alive. We need to keep yes. we need people to keep creating content. We need different things around this because this is a whole genre now. This is a exactly. pop culture genre. So uh yeah. we will talk to you next time. Cool. Thank you so much. Betches.